One of the biggest mistakes that we can make is internalizing fear as a bad thing. We don't need to be fearless to make moves and to do awesome things. We actually just need to realize that fear is our friend. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plebiak. Let's do this. So today I want to spend some time talking about a really powerful force that lives inside of all of us. It's called fear. I want to talk about fear today and the power that it can have over us if we're not careful, but even more so how we can learn to manage our fear and kind of turn it into one of the most powerful things that can help guide us in life. It's no accident that I called this episode. I didn't run this time because I am a major Stranger Things fan. If you haven't already been able to pick that up, here's, here's, the, here's the truth. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> Season four has truly been one of the most masterful, just visual storytelling, character development, marketing, music, genius, plot content that I've seen in such a long time. And it was just done so well. And we all love it so much. And no spoilers here. So don't worry. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. But I called the episode today. I didn't run away this time. I didn't run this time because that quote was said by my favorite character from this season, Eddie Munson. I'm actually wearing my Eddie Munson hoodie in real time right now while doing this episode. I'm channeling him today as I talk about fear because that quote was really powerful. And when you actually watch the episode and see it play out in real time, it just goes to show how incredible uh, being brave, what it looks like and uh, how we can use our fear sometimes to uh, help us become the hero in our own story. Fear is often described as false evidence appearing real. We hear that all the time, you know, that acronym, false evidence appearing real. We have to acknowledge for a second that fear is a powerful emotion. And even more so than it being just a powerful emotion, it is a powerful instinctual emotion. This is something that we all as people feel across different diversities, different ethnicities, different walks of life, different birthplaces, different parts of the world. Every human being has fear inside of them, that emotion that is natural, elicited, instinctual fear. It's part of the human race, okay? And it's there and it's really powerful. And the thing that I'm learning about it more and more because I've spent a lot of time working through my own fears, it's necessary for us to be able to have fear in life so that we can perceive the world around us and we're able to make judgment calls around knowing hey, am I safe right now? That's basically the entire purpose of the emotion of fear is that it's our body's natural built-in mechanism to keep us doing one thing and one thing alone, staying alive, staying alive, gang. Your body is designed to keep you alive. 
it's working every single second of every single minute of every single hour of every single day to do one job, keep you alive. Even more specifically, there is a part of your brain, okay, that its entire job is to do these three things. And I'm not by any means, you know, psychologist. I studied psych in in college, but I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not licensed any of these things. But there is something that I am currently learning about a little bit, and it's called the hindbrain or the primitive brain. This is the lower part of your brain, okay? And it regulates all of our vital processes with three structures, okay? The medulla, the pons, the cerebellum. The medulla controls automatic involuntary functions of the body, such as breathing, heart rate, blood pressure, okay? It's that very low part of your brain that is what they what they call more primitive, and it has three functions and three functions alone. Avoid pain, seek pleasure, and conserve energy slash minimize effort. So literally the only focus of what this part of your brain does, okay, is that it's avoiding pain, it's seeking out pleasure, and it wants to do both of those things while conserving as much energy and releasing as minimal effort as possible. (laughs) The more fascinating thing that I've been, you know, hearing and reading about is that your brain actually, this part of your brain actually has no ability to distinguish between trying to run from a predator 100,000 years ago or posting something online that scares you. <laughs> posting a content that you're afraid about, like people seeing it. Like your brain actually can't distinguish between these two things. It in its mind, it's still saying avoid pain, seek pleasure, conserve energy, keep me safe, keep me alive. And fear is such an amazing tool that also plays into these things when you are trying to figure out how can I navigate the world. It's all communicating a message to you this might kill me. This might kill me. This might kill me. It's the same message over and over and over with one sole purpose of stay safe, avoid pain, seek pleasure, conserve energy, minimize effort, all to protect me. For a long time, I resented my fear because I thought that it meant I was weak. I, you know, we hear these quotes, we we hear these things around like, you know, all kinds of things around fear and being strong and being whatever. And I, I kind of associated fear with I'm weak. I'm, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm like a scared little girl. Like what I need. I don't, I don't want to have fear in my life. I'm, I'm tough. Like I'm a tough person, but the more and more I realized, you know, wow, like there's so much fear in my life and even more so anxiety. I've been combating anxiety for over a decade and it's taken a massive toll on me, not only, you know, in my mind, but it has taken a physical toll on my body as well. It's actually manifested into physiological symptoms and and it's not fun (laughs) at all. But I do want to say that I don't allow my fear and my anxiety to have the ultimate control over my decisions. And even though it is so real and it is something I deal with on a daily basis, try my best to remind myself that I'm in the driver's seat with this and fear is just a tool that I have and what I choose to do with it will determine my outcome. I think it's really important for us to understand the misconceptions around fear before I kind of get into what I've learned about fear. It's really important for us to understand misconceptions around it, okay? Even if, let's just 
let's just play this out. Even if somebody's chasing you down, yeah? Like say somebody is like straight running for you, okay? They're coming for you. They're come, come get you, okay? Your fear is your body telling you what you need to do to stay alive, okay? Run, hide, scream, fight. It's our master communicator of what we need to do to stay alive. I think where we go wrong with fear is when we read our fear as the thing that is keeping us from doing the thing. What does that mean? Oh, I'm scared. This must mean that this is a bad thing. It's when we start taking fear and making it bad that so many mis-messages occur when we're trying to process how to take action in life, in real time. Because again, remember, your brain can't distinguish whether we're back 100,000 years ago or what you're doing up at the, you know, trying to put some content on a video and how you're going to be seen. Your brain can only process like your fear around, I don't feel safe right now, okay? And when we start putting fear with a meaning of negativity, then we start actually misconstruing its message when we have to remember and tell ourselves that it's doing the thing to keep you alive. It's telling you the very action that you need to take to stay alive. It's understanding that fear does not necessarily equal bad. Okay, I really wanna help anyone listening today that fear doesn't mean, having fear Having anxiety, it doesn't mean that it's bad. Right before this podcast, gang, the reason I wanted to talk about it right now was because of how much it just played out in my real-time life over the past week. And I wanted to give you a real-time example of how this actually played out. So obviously, you know, I've been planning the show and I've been putting all this creative energy into things. I've been making these videos and I'm getting real hype. Like it feels great. Like this is so exciting. Like I love the things that I've been producing and I love the connotation around everything. And I've I've worked up this amazing portfolio and all these things to share and I'm ready to rip and it's about to be go time, right? And all of a sudden I am overcome with what had to have been a panic attack, a little little one. (laughs) It had to have been. I mean, gang, I start sweating. I start hyperventilating. My chest felt like I could feel my heart beating physically out of my freaking chest. I had pain. I had chest pain. David and I were like, oh my God, like, can we just like get this out there before I like have a heart attack? Like, I'm not even kidding. Like my heart was actually, I had physical chest pain. I'm sweating. I felt sick. I felt like I was going to hurl. I felt like I was going to pass out. Like it was really intense there about maybe three minutes before I hit go on the video that you guys saw that where it was me announcing that I was doing this podcast right before that video went out. I was, I was ill. I wasn't okay. And I was leaning into my husband's chest and I literally was crying hysterically saying, I am so scared. Whoo. I feel that, I feel that emotion coming on right now as I'm talking to you. I'm so scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I kept saying that. And it was so fascinating to watch this emotion kind of override all of the good that went into getting to that moment, all that excitement, that planning, that creativity that I was so proud of, that fear just 
overrided that moment to a point where I felt like the, my, my body was shutting down because what I was feeling was I was feeling fear of, of this, just of a, of a thousand things that I had thought coming to coming to pass. What if no one likes this? What if no one listens? What if this is a bust? <laughs> what if the haters come for me? I mean, every thought was pulsating through me because it mattered. It mattered. It mattered to me. And I knew somewhere in the deep parts of myself that it mattered to people that I couldn't see, people that I hadn't met. I knew that what I was trying to accomplish in that moment mattered. But my brain didn't have the ability to separate from what I was accomp- what I was trying to do, which was literally just create a podcast show and put a reel on the internet over this could kill me. And in that moment, it felt like it might. It felt like it could have. If the fear was so palpable in that room that it was almost like, you know, is this, is this a bad thing? Maybe, maybe my fear is so intense right now because I shouldn't do this. Have you asked yourself that question? Have you ever sat with an idea, a plan, a vision for something? And when, when, I, when you get ready to kind of share it with the world, all of a sudden this, all this fear comes into your mind and you tell yourself, oh my God, like if I, if I, the biggest lie about fear that we tell ourselves is that I shouldn't feel fear if this is a good thing. That's the biggest lie that we tell ourselves when it comes to creating and when it comes to putting ourselves on the line. If it really is such a bad thing, then I shouldn't feel this way. If this is a good thing, then I should feel better. I should, I should feel like this is awesome. Why, why am I so scared? That must mean that I shouldn't do this. And I literally let that walk me out of a thousand ideas for a long time. Whether you are someone who wants to start something right now and you feel the fear of beginning, or if you are someone who has already built something but has fear about what could go wrong, you need to understand something really powerful. If you can run scenarios all day long for what could go wrong, you must also run scenarios of what could go right. Gang, let me tell you something. I think if I wasn't doing this, wasn't doing like creative jobs or whatever, I could work for Bank of America (laughs) or some kind of like planned thing where I could sit and run down every worst case scenario that could possibly happen and I could solve for it. (laughs) Because that's literally how my brain is. My brain is constantly running worst case scenarios. What could go wrong? Where's the bad? Where's the problem? What's the imminent, you know, destruction that I'll face? I could run those scenarios all day long and I could have a list from here all the way rolled out for you to know every possible problem that could go wrong and how you could solve for it. But where my brain gets flipped on its head and where I have to start facing the facts of I don't know it all when it comes to problem solving is that I have not also strategized for what could go well. That's where my brain kind of kind of just stops and goes, wait a minute, it could go well. If you can run scenarios all day long for what can go wrong, you must also run scenarios all day long for what could go right. 
point in case. I put the show out, scared to death, about to have a freaking panic attack, <laughs> literally crying my eyes out, being like, what if this is a total fail? And I thought it. Some of you right now have so much evidence in front of you of why something could work out for you. And yet you keep choosing to think, but yeah, but this. Yeah, but, oh, Linz, oh, but what about, what about, can you also acknowledge the evidence that's working in your favor? Can you also allow your mind to strategize a scenario of what could work? I want you to know something. When I hit play, when I hit go on that reel, sharing with all of you what was coming, I didn't know what was on the other side of that. I did it with the deep belief of hoping that there would be results, that you all would love it, that you would want to hang out, that you would share, that you would be inspired. But I didn't know. And yet I was willing. So much of entrepreneurship, so much of building something amazing is feeling the fear in your body and doing it anyway, not knowing. There's a type of person out there, and I think we can all fall into this if we're not careful, but there's the type of person that will only take the risk if they can know that they'll get the result. And that's literally your brain seeking again, avoid pleasure, seek pain, minimize effort. We'll only take the risk if we can know, if we can predict our safety, if we can predict the outcome, if we can guarantee that we'll see the results and the success, then we'll take the risk. If I know that I'm gonna get what I want, I'll risk it. I'll risk it all. I'll put everything on the line because I know what I'm going to get. You don't know what you're going to get, <laughs> okay? You never know. You never know what's going to come from it. You never know what's going to come from it, gang. Our only job is to be obedient to what we feel that we are supposed to execute today and pray and trust that the fruit will come of it in a timing that isn't ours to know. But I want you to understand that if you're going to run scenarios of problems, you must also run what could go well. What if it actually goes okay? Also, another thing to know about fear is that you need to understand that fear isn't going to go away with the more that you achieve. Sometimes, more often, it only intensifies. The beginner will ask the question or run the scenario that's fear-based, what if I fail? What if I can't make it? What if this doesn't work? What will that mean about me? That's how fear plays out for a beginner. What if I fail? What if I can't make it? What if it doesn't work? The seasoned vet or the one who has experienced success will also ask the question that is based in fear. What if I lose it? What if I can't keep it? So it doesn't matter if you're starting out or if you've been in, in this game you're going to still face fear and anxiety around those two things. It doesn't go away with the more that you achieve. Of course, confidence can be built out of it, yeah? We can gain confidence with results. But at the same time, what I found is that if you don't have the confidence to work through the fear in the very, 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 very beginning, 
You're not going to be able to have the tools to figure it out even at a later time. It's not going to go away just because there's more results. Like I said, a lot of times it even intensifies more and more. Before I just got on this podcast, the reason that I just brought this into the conversation was I literally just got a message from someone who had listened to the show who literally messaged me telling me, I am so afraid. She's she's achieved success. She's experienced success. Okay. And the message that she got to me after listening to the burnout episode was she messaged me straight up saying to me, I am having palpable, unbelievable amounts of anxiety that I'm going to lose everything I just built. I'm so afraid. It's manifesting in my body. I'm literally so stressed. I can't sleep because I'm so afraid I'm going to lose it. It's still fear. It's still based in fear. Whether you are just starting out, whether you've seen success, the fear will always be there. Understanding powerfully that neither one of these messages will serve you in any way, shape, or form is what I want to communicate today with you. Asking what if I fail? What if I fall? What if I don't work? What if I can't keep it? You're not actually taking your fear and using it to your advantage. You're actually using it to cripple you, okay? What I want you to know about what I've discovered is that fear, when channeled, can actually just be the most unbelievable tool in how to guide you into the next step of what you need to take. A lot of times we just need to be obedient and available to listen to it. Again, remember what I said, it's communicating to you what you need to do in order to stay alive. So how can we prevent fear from being in the driver's seat in a negative way? How can we keep fear as our ally and not as our enemy? First is first, understanding that it is the basic driving force of self-protection. We have to acknowledge that. We have to thank our body for that. Okay. We have to thank that deep inside of us, there is a force that is always working to keep us safe. We have to thank it. We can't resent it. We have to acknowledge it and recognize that it's this great gift of protection and to know that ultimately at the end of the day, it's working for our good. The second thing is understanding that we have to know it's self-protection, but the difference is when you can recognize that it's communicating with you to serve you and to not harm you. To also have a really healthy relationship with it where you can look at how it's trying to communicate with you and that you can tap in to a higher mindset around knowing that that fear is working to protect you, but you can bring it into a real life scenario and assess, is this actually going to take me out? Is this, is my life really on the line right now? You know, and to be able to apply the tool of fear into propelling us into action, not keeping us paralyzed and frozen. I've spent many months in total paralysis by fear and what I've allowed fear to become. The second thing is understanding that we must be able to run scenarios for what can go well. We have to start learning to plan for success and for things to work out. Gang, 
We are the masters of bad, of what could go wrong. It's also, it's so easy for us to talk about the hard things. It's so hard for us to talk about the easy things, the good things, the positive things. It's almost like we're just planning for our own self-destruction. And I'm not saying don't not run the bad scenario. Like I said, your girl is running the bad scenarios because I need to be, I need to feel a sense of preparedness. Even if I know in my logical mind that I have no control over my life, truly, like really, like we really only have so much control over our life at the end of the day. There is a need for a healthy space of strong preparedness and strategy. That's wisdom, right? So run your bad scenario so that you can feel a sense of preparedness and you have a plan for what could go wrong. My challenge to you is also plan for what could go well. Maybe it could work out. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Start making a plan for things to work itself out. Number three, understanding that fear is never going to leave us. And if you have bought into the illusion that more success or more income or more things or more whatever, whatever image that you've been portrayed, that somehow when you acquire those things that fear just leaves you, now you're a boss ass bitch and you, you can take on anything. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that big time. Fear will never leave us. If anything, what in my experience is the more success that I've gained, the more intense my fear has become. But I've learned to manage it. I've learned to use it as a guide and a tool to support me and to help me take my next steps rather than be overcome by it. You know, a lot of times people will say to me, I'll see myself tagged in like comments or I'll see people, you know, just put up things about me and they'll say like, so-and-so fearless. This fearless, fearless Lindsay Pleviak. Like I see that sometimes and that's very kind. I just want to say like, that's very kind of you. But I want you to know that that's not who I am. I'm actually a person who has a lot of fear in their life, a lot of anxiety, someone who has to face fear on a daily basis. Sometimes it's so overpowering. I feel like it's going to choke the life hold out of me, but I don't allow it to keep me from doing what I'm supposed to do in this world. You know, feel the, feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, there's another quote I saw that was like, she did, she wasn't powerful because she wasn't afraid. She was powerful because she felt her fear that allowed her to take her to places that she couldn't have ever have gotten on her own. You know, I saw like a quote that was like that. You know, she she wasn't a powerful person because she didn't have fear. She was powerful because she was able to face her fear and keep going. And I think that's the message for today is recognizing that fear can be your ally. And a lot of times it is the messenger trying to tell you what to do to stay alive. I think what's scarier than actually doing the thing is what would happen if you don't. I think that's a lot scarier. What great art have you not made because of your fear? What story has not been reached by ears that need to hear it because you won't tell it? What group of people are you missing out doing life with because it feels safer to be alone? Don't let your fear be communicated as bad or wrong. Let it be a guide, a light to you of what you need to do. And if you're that person that has experienced success, And now you're just running through your mind. You can't get it back. It's not like what it was. What did I do? What did I mess up? What if I lose all this? What if I can't keep it? What if I don't have what it takes to go to go farther than this? What if this is as far as I'll go? Maybe you're that person asking yourself that today. Maybe you're laying awake at night, just running through a hundred thoughts of of watching it all burn. (laughs) 
I know you are because I've done the same. (laughs) And what if your fear is telling you to just care for yourself right now? Maybe you're so exhausted from running so many scenarios of what could go wrong that you're just tired. And now you're not thinking clearly anymore. And if you just need a minute to actually think about what could go well. What if you just need a minute to give yourself that moment to be able to think of things that are good? You've done hard things before. You can do them again, but not in, not in this headspace, not in a place where fear isn't your friend. You have to find a way to make friends with your fear, guys, because your fear is really just the messenger telling you, hey, take that step. Take the risk. Put yourself out there. Try. Fail. Get back up. You're okay. This is how you're going to stay alive. And that's what I want you to know today. Your fear is going to help you stay alive. I think the thing I'm most proud of from last week and why I called this episode what it is, is because I could have run. I could have. But I didn't. Don't run. Sit in the tension of the unknown. Listen, figure it out. You are so strong. Don't be afraid. Make friends with your fear. Because you don't know. You really don't know what good could be on the other side of it. And for just the chance that there could be good is worth you taking it every time. time 